Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear from Joyce Meyer. Joyce is known around the world for teaching practical wisdom from God's Word. She's also a best-selling author. You can watch Joyce Meyer enjoying everyday life weekday mornings on Miracle Channel at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Let's dive into the message. All right, well, I'm going to do a series this weekend called Pressing In and Pressing On. You didn't clap, but I didn't expect you to. I I started to call it gliding in and gliding on because I think we'd rather glide than press. Sadly, and, and this is not any accusation against any one person, but people just don't seem to have the tenacity that they used to have. And I think it's because life has just become so automated and in some ways it's harder, but in many ways it's easier. I mean, what we, what we used to have to do to make a phone call is amazing to what you do now. I mean, when I first started studying the Word and, and teaching, I mean, it was quite a, quite a job to put together one message to teach because you couldn't just get on the internet and say, give me all the scriptures on sin. You had to have a concordance and you had to have this and you, you need to have something else. And I mean, I would have books all around me and study sometimes seven hours for one message. And so, yeah, we all like things easy, but when things are too easy, to be honest, then it ends up not being good for us because there's always going to be times in your life when things are not going to be easy and you're either going to give up or you're going to have to do a little bit of pressing. And pressing really just means to press against your pressure. It means the enemy's coming against you and instead of you just letting it defeat you, you say, no way. I know what God's word says. And whatever he told me I can have, I will have it in Jesus' name. I will not quit. I will not give up. Now, I would imagine that there are people here. I just kind of got this in my heart right before I came out. I think there's some people here, and you just feel like it has been so long since God has done anything in your life. Anybody? You've just been waiting and waiting and waiting, and you just don't feel like he's changing you. You don't feel like he's changing your circumstances. And I just want to tell you that as long as you are believing, God is working. Did you hear me? As long as you're believing, God is working. And just because you don't see anything or feel anything, that does not mean that God is not doing anything. Amen? And so don't let, just don't get discouraged and throw in the towel. If anybody is 
at the point of just wanting to give up. Maybe you came tonight and you said, God, I got to have a word. You, you got to speak to me through Joyce or I'm just going to give up. Well, I'm telling you that God says, do not give up. Amen. God is working. And you know, when I'm waiting on something, and we all have things, how many of you are waiting on something? I mean, we all have things that we're waiting on, whether it's healing or breakthrough or for our ministries to grow or to get married or not to be married or, you know, whatever <laughs> the case might be, to have kids, to get your kids out of the house. And, you know, kids used to leave as soon as they were 18. They were out and on their own. Now they're still there when they're 40 sometimes. And, and you got to pray them out of the house. And, uh, <laughs> so whatever it is that you're waiting on if you don't quit God will either give you what you've asked for or something much better I want you to get that before I go on because I don't want you to leave here I mean I've given up a million times but the, the thing is is God really won't let you give up He'll, he'll, he'll pick you back up and get you going. So we're going to have to press into things and through things. And it's a principle that we have to understand. A little baby eaglet in the shell has got a little tooth on the end of its beak. They don't have that when they're adults, but they've got this little tooth on the end of their beak. And when it's time for them to be born, they peck, peck peck and peck and peck. I mean, it seems like they're pecking like forever trying to break this shell. And occasionally, somebody will think they need to help them break it open for them. But if you do that, what happens is they become weak and they never become what God intended them to be because that, that work, that pecking, that pressing to come into life is what helps them get through life later on. So be careful about making it too easy on your kids because sometimes they need to go through a few things so they're ready to go through some of the things they'll have to go through later on when life really gets hard. We're so glad you tuned into the podcast today. Here at Miracle Channel, our mission has always stayed the same, to reach every home in Canada with the truth about Jesus. But Miracle Channel's reach goes far beyond this podcast. Through our TV broadcasts, daily devotional, streaming service, and multiple podcasts, thousands of people like you are growing closer to Jesus every day. Learn more about Miracle Channel and download our resources by clicking the link in our show notes. We hope that you are blessed by this teaching today, and we want to say thank you for listening to the Miracle Channel podcast. Wishing does nothing for us. <laughs> Well, I just wish, well, that wishing does nothing for us, we have to press. Wine is made by putting grapes through a press, and wine often represents power in the Bible. For example, new wine cannot be put into old wineskins. Basically means new power cannot be given to someone who is still hanging on to old ways. Amen. Hey, 
hey, you got a great future. You have a great future. Your history is not your destiny. You have a great future, but you will miss it if you keep hanging on to the past. And so we're going to talk some tonight about new beginnings. But first, I just got to do this little introduction to this pressing thing, because if you don't understand that it's not all going to be easy, and that sometimes you're going to have to wait, and sometimes you're going to need to press through things, and that doesn't mean that God doesn't give us grace. But grace doesn't mean that God does everything for us while we sit around and do nothing. Amen? By grace, through faith, are you saved? Well, God's grace is there for everyone, but not everyone is saved because not everyone will believe. Be it unto you even as you believe. God always gives us a part. We're partners with God. Just imagine, really, just imagine how boring life would be if you could just sit back and just do nothing but say a prayer and God just did everything for you and you never really had to do anything. God wants us to partner with him in seeing the things come to pass that he's provided for us. The past is like a magnet. It keeps trying to draw us back. Do you ever feel like you're, the enemy's trying to draw you back into old habits? Amen. Not only do you have to press out of bad things, you got to press into good things. We'll take peace as an example. I grew up in an atmosphere where there was no peace. To be honest, and I'm not exaggerating, I didn't even know what peace was until I married Dave. Everybody in my family was dysfunctional. We didn't know that word back then, but they were dysfunctional. Very dysfunctional. Of course, my father was abusing me. My mother knew it, was too frightened to do anything about it. My brother went in the Marines when he was 17. And he came out addicted to drugs and ultimately ended up ending his own life because he just was so miserable and couldn't seem to get free. And he was a guy that wouldn't press. <laughs> he wouldn't press through things. He wanted everybody to do everything for him. And he, we took him into our home for, he lived with us, I think, about four years one time. And as long as you said, get up and go to work, he'd get up and go to work. But if you didn't wake him up, he'd lay there and not go to work. And you can't, you got to do stuff for yourself. Don't even always be calling everybody, asking them where a certain scripture is. Look it up. Do the work. If you do the work, then you'll remember where things are. So we, we, you're never going to have the future that God wants you to have if you think that all you got to do is just pray for it and it's just going to fall in your lap. Some of you have got some amazing things out in front of you. But I can tell you the greater that God wants to use you, the more the enemy will come against you. I have a little thing that I say, new level new devil. <laughs> See, some of you are asking God for more of something. <laughs> well, when you ask for more blessing, you probably got to get more opposition. I felt like God spoke to me the other morning and said, I want you to be extra careful 
about your words because I'm going to open a wide door of opportunity and with it will come many adversaries. See, you don't just get opportunity, you also get adversaries. And so when God wants to bring us up higher, our flesh has to go down lower. And see, I feel like I'm already pretty careful with my words, but obviously not careful enough. And you see, the, the greater God is using you, the more he blesses you, the more accountable we need to be. I don't suppose any, I don't suppose any of you could use any help with your mouth, huh? Matthew 7, 13 and 14 are a couple of really great scriptures. It says, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and spacious and broad is the way that leads away to destruction. And many are those who are entering through it. I want us to take enough time to understand this. He says, I want you to go through the narrow gate and you're gonna see in the next verse, it says, but the narrow gate is contracted by pressure. <laughs> That's the Amplified Translation. And the way is straightened and compressed that leads away to life. And few there are who find it. So it's easy to stay on the broad path. God told me once on the broad path, there's room for all your fleshly baggage. You can just take it all with you. You can just be carnal and walk on the broad path and a lot of times people still get into heaven. You get into heaven because you believe, not because you do everything perfect and we will never do everything perfect. But I do believe that when a Christian remains carnal all of their life, even though they may end up in heaven, they will never take anybody with them. Maybe you know what I mean by that. Their witness won't be strong enough to take anybody with them. And they're not going to enjoy life here. Because you know what? We can't enjoy life and walk in the flesh. We really don't. Our flesh tries to lie to us and tell us that we're going to enjoy it more if we do what we feel like doing. But the truth is, we're not going to enjoy it more if we follow our feelings. It's going to lead us into a place of destruction. And probably more than anything, people tell me how they feel. Well, I feel like nobody loves me. Well, God's already said he loves you. Hundreds and hundreds of times. So how about starting with that? God loves me. I don't listen to how I feel. I live on the other side of my feelings. So he tells us if you want to be on that narrow path, you're going to have to do a little bit of pressing. And how about the woman who'd been bleeding 18 years and she'd spent all that she had on doctors and was no better and she pressed in past the crowd. Uh, let's think about that for a minute. I just closed my eyes and I thought about this woman. I thought about the crowd and I'm sure it was immense and it, people were tightly packed around Jesus. And for some reason, I, I doubt that this woman was like very large. I just, I picture her as a, a small woman that's been sick for a long time. And well, how easy it would have been to have just thought, well, I'll never get through that crowd. 
See, some people give up in their mind before they ever even try to see if they can do it. You can't, don't just look at something hard and say, well, I could never do that. No, you look at something hard and you say, if God wants me to do that, I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. And we love that scripture and we clap for it, but listen to what it really says. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. He gives us the ability, but we're gonna do the doing. Now I wanna be clear, I'm not talking about getting into works of the flesh. I'm not talking about trying to make things happen in your own flesh. Don't try to do anything Without God, you need God's grace on everything that you do in order for it to work. But don't expect that to be all that you need <laughs> because God will ask you to do or not to do certain things. And it's very important that we are obedient to him, whether it's easy or whether it's not. Amen? All right, now I wanna make a statement and I'll make it probably a few times throughout this weekend, but here's the hard part, but if you can get this through your head and make a commitment to do it, wow, are you gonna ever be successful? You have to start doing what's right when it still feels wrong. Amen? How many of you are golfers? You play golf. Dave, get your hand up. Don't. <laughs> well, there aren't very many of you. Some of you are pretty smart. <laughs> but Dave's a major golfer. I actually played golf with him for 20 years, and then I got a, some tendonitis in my elbow, and I couldn't. And it's a very time-consuming game, and I was writing by then and just didn't have the time. But... The golf swing is the most awkward thing in the world. You would never think that you have to get in that position to get a ball to go straight. I could not believe when Dave was trying to teach me how to play golf that I could ever be in that position, in that crazy position, and hit the ball straight. Well, that, that's kind of what it feels like when you make a decision to do something right, it just feels wrong. It's like, why should I be nice to that person after the way they've treated me? <laughs> you what? What, God? This guy left my church and took 20 families with him and you want me to buy him a new sound system? <laughs> what? That can't be right. But see, God kind of offers us an upside-down kingdom that actually sets us right side up. The first will be last, the last will be first. If you want more, you got to give away some of what you got. I mean, to be honest, God's arithmetic is rather, well, it works, but I won't say any more. Press past the pain of feelings and do what you know you should do even while you're hurting. I'm gonna say it again. You, ha you, have, you can't wait till you feel like doing what's right. 
See, I wonder how many people are in here tonight and you're mad at somebody. I'm not going to have you raise your hands because I already know what the percentage would be. I've done it too many times. It would be about 70 to 80%. And if you came here, you want a miracle. You want a healing. You want a breakthrough. You want to be in ministry. You want to be promoted on your job. <laughs> one thing. Forgive that person. Let it go. Leave it. Put it in my hands. Let me be your recompense. Let me bring you a reward. Let me tell you something. If you will stop being offended about everything and forgive people, you will be amazed at what God will be able to do in your life. You may have a reason to be mad, but no right to be mad. Because if you want to get right down to it, God's got a reason to be mad at every one of us. And yet he's not. He shows us mercy again and again and again and again. But it's so hard. You don't know what they did to me. Surely God can't expect me to forgive them. Well, yes, he does. It's all over the Bible. And actually, our prayers cannot get answered. You're just wasting your time. If you're going to go to God and pray while you're mad at somebody. I mean, it's in the Bible. God says he'll answer prayer. And if you have anything against anyone, <laughs> leave it, drop it, let it go. See, we can't just pick the verses out that we like. I mean, you can make the Bible say anything. You just go around and pick and choose what you like and stick it together. We got to read the whole book, right? The whole thing. I'll tell you, and I'm, I'm not saying this out of self-pity or please feel sorry for me, but you have no idea what it's cost. And I'm not talking about money. <laughs> no, and that, that's a lot too, but you have no idea what it's cost me to get from where I was to where I am. Even the healing of my broken soul, I'm telling you what, I had such rebellion in me toward men, and when God started telling me I needed to be a submissive wife, I'm gonna tell you what. Mm. <laughs> Whew. I mean, it came out, you know? The Bible says that trials bring out patience. Well, they brought a lot of stuff out of me before we got around to any patience. <laughs> Amen? Come on, how many of you ladies aren't just getting an A plus in the submission thing? <laughs> but see, we think that's okay. Eh. It's a new age. And you know, I'm not talking about letting somebody walk all over you. I'm just, even just being submissive to authority, period. I'll tell you what, if you're desperate for change in your life, I mean, you'll get serious about this. 
I was talking about peace earlier, and I didn't even know what peace was until I married Dave. And after watching him be stable and, and constant for a few years, I thought, I want that. I don't want to be up and down, and every time my circumstance change, I'm, you know, getting mad all the time and throwing fits, and you, I mean, I wanted peace. Well, I prayed for peace. <laughs> oh, God, give me peace. Give me peace. Give me peace. And nothing changed. You know why? Because Jesus said, I leave you my peace. Now stop allowing yourselves to get upset and disturbed. So he's already given us what we need. We have to activate it and call on it. And it took me a few years, but I got determined that I was going to live in peace. And so I, I started, the first thing I started doing was paying attention to what upset me. I had to kind of back into my problem. Because, you know, sometimes you're just mad and you're angry before you even really know what's happening. And so you maybe have to kind of back into it and say, what's the root of this problem? What's going on? See, I believe some people, just because they're grieving over something they lost 20 years ago, it comes out of them in anger. We have to learn how to let go of the things that are behind and let God bring us into new beginnings. God has got a new beginning for every single one of you. You can begin again. You're not at a dead end. It's not over for you. You're not too old. Come on, don't give me that old stuff. I'm going to be 76 in two months, and I'm still up here. So. I mean, yeah, there's a few things that don't work like they used to. And, you know, I'm getting a little help in the meetings. I used to do everything myself, but I'm, I've just said, whatever I got, God, you're going to get it. Amen. So don't tell me you're too old to do something. Or, oh, I got too many kids. I started the ministry when I had three teenagers and a baby. <laughs> Quit looking at your circumstances and say, oh, that's, that's impossible. That's too hard. All things are possible with God. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages from encouraging speakers that air on Miracle Channel and Corco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.